Hello, and thank you for joining I Need Everything. Thank you for trekking on this amazing journey of rediscovery with me. My name is Tosha, but you may call me Tosh for short. Hello again, my beautiful sunflowers. It's been such a long time. Oh my gosh, I think it was um, November of last year was my last podcast. And during that time, as you know, I was in a, 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 a moment of healing. I was in a transitioning point in my life after divorce, after my children becoming adults and living their own life. Just to keep get you upbeat on what's been going on, Sunflowers, what a journey. So the last time we spoke, you all knew that I was in Florida and, you know, trying to get myself together, trying to get acclimated to being a single woman, a, a single woman with adult children and going through a divorce. And that divorce was not solely a divorce from my partner, but a divorce from who I was or who I thought I was or where my maturity lied at that point in my life. Now moving forward, uh, life has turned in such a tremendous way, Um, not as far as physically, not as far as, you know, just day-to-day life, but mentally, spiritually, what a journey. So I'm now in a different state. I'm actually in Ohio. Yes, can you believe that? I am in Cincinnati, Ohio. Have no family here, right? Didn't didn't know anyone who lived here. I uh, just decided that it was time for me to get up. The the position that I was holding before I took this position was not even in my career field. I was actually hiding. And you know, I didn't even know that I was hiding at the time. Do you know in life, life can hurt you so bad or we allow things in our life to hurt us so bad that it will make us go into a cave. Um, There's a couple of excerpts from the Bible, a couple of stories in the Bible where these great men of God went to hiding from Jezebel and uh, they hid in the cave. I had my cave moment. I didn't take a position that I was worthy of. I took a mediocre position and please, please, please understand that I am not speaking against anybody's position career-wise or where you are in life. I'm just talking about me. I took something that I could truly hide from. There was no um, accountability. There was no responsibility. I didn't have a team. I was just a worker, right? And I tried to hide my best there. I had a phenomenal supervisor named Tiffany. And there was another one named Erica. And as much as I tried to hide, they just knew I didn't fit in, you know, in the right way. They could tell from my grammar. They could tell from my demeanor, the way I carried myself that, no, you're up to something or you're hiding from something. And come to find out as we begin to speak, we had some similarities in our lives at that moment. Kudos to you, Erica, and kudos to you, Tiffany. I love you guys so much. 
for not allowing me to stay stagnant in that place. I love you guys so much for not pushing me to the next place, but allowing me to evolve in that moment, allowing me to to find myself in that moment, but in the background cheering me on all at the same time. What an amazing, amazing foundation of love that I found in that place. And we are still in contact to this day. But I try to hide. I try to, um, you know, like uh, shadow myself because I, I, I mentally was not capable of being the person that I knew I was capable of being. Does that make sense to you, Sunflowers? Have you ever been in a place to where you know that you are worth more. You know that you can give more, but you are just so exhausted that you just don't have, you don't have the passion or the drive to do so. Well, that's where I was in Florida. I I knew what I was capable of. I knew the changes that I could make in my career. I knew the lifestyle that I could achieve, but I knew that I didn't have the energy to do so. I knew that I wasn't ready to lead. Now, isn't that funny? Isn't it funny that maturity happens? And when maturity happens for some of us, it allows us to be truthful with ourselves. I was truthful with myself. I knew I wasn't in a mental state to lead anyone. How can I lead you and I'm tore up myself? And see, that's the problem with some of us. We still try to lead in places where we know that we are still struggling in. And we lead other people to struggle as well. Instead of taking our hands back and saying, you know what? I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I'm not capable of giving you that right now at the moment. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and you just pick up your phone and they're, girl, let me tell you this. Or I just need to talk to someone about this. And you know that you are not energetically able to, to take on all of that communication, but you do it anyway. You end up giving ill will advice because you're angry, you're hungry, or whatever the case may be. Or you end up disconnecting from that person and pushing them off to the side when they're in a place where they need love or need comfort or need support the most. I truly realize that just because you call me and you tell me, I need to talk to you right now because I got something going on. One thing I truly realized, if I am not energetically capable of giving you sound advice at that moment, it is okay for me to say, I understand where you are, but you have to give me a moment. There's a great thing about texting. Texting gives you a period, a stopping point to where you can respond, you can call. I started to take some of that frequency from texting and use it in my physical day-to-day life. And I started to tell people, you know what? I understand what you're going through, but you got to give me a moment because I'm not energetically there to help you right now. And that's only fair. And that's where I was in Florida. I wasn't energetically ready to help anyone because I wasn't even truly helping myself at that time. At that time, I was really trying to figure out what I needed to do to heal not what I needed to do to survive. I was already in survival mode. I was my first time in my life living by myself. I wasn't even working in the career path that God gave me the great experience for. So that means that I wasn't making the money that I was accustomed to. 
I was already in survival mode. I didn't. I was surviving physically, but I don't want to survive physically, if that, or, or spiritually. Excuse me, if that made sense. So, Florida propelled me to a place, healing-wise, where I was capable of it. And again, thank you, Erica, and thank you, Tiffany. I moved to Cincinnati, Ohio. When I finally decided to get up, it was so crazy. Um, I was going through a transition. I was, you know, finally getting up and where I wanted to mingle a little bit. I wanted to mingle, but I wasn't ready for love or nothing like that. But I was mingling. I was meeting people and just having conversation. Nothing serious. Not even just men. I'm just talking about conversation. Friends, lady friends, men friends, elders taking their experience and their wisdom. I was able to listen. How about that? And able to absorb all the wisdom and knowledge and understanding that was around me. So in that transition of doing so, I ran across a phenomenal person. And that phenomenal person didn't give me a choice but to get up and stand up and, and, and take accountability for my worth. And that's what's crazy. I wasn't in a place where I was able to lead, but I definitely was in a place where I was able to take accountability for myself, accountability for the healing that I had done thus far. We are so hard on ourselves sometimes in life that we don't see the steps that we've taken to move forward because we might be so used to taking giant leaps and great strides, but the little steps we always overlook. See, when you're an ambitious person, little steps don't matter. But the transition that I was going through, the humbleness that God was taking me through, the healing that he was taking me through, every little step started to count. And I ran into this person and they were telling me about my great little steps that I was not paying attention to. And it gave me the option, gave me the energy and gave me the belief to get up. So I went on Indeed, guys. I went on Indeed and I put in, submitted a couple of applications. Submitting those couple of applications left me with like 13 different things to respond to that were so very serious. I started flying out to places and um, I started doing the Zoom calls and people started to, you know, say, well, we want you right now. We want you at this moment. And at this time, can you come really quick? And all of a sudden, I was back in the stride of being that career-driven, passionate director, executive that I'm known to be. I got a call from Cincinnati, and it was so crazy. I'm like, Cincinnati? (laughs) Well, where is that, first of all? You know... um, geographical lies like I I know America and everything but Cincinnati like who really who really goes there who let me go see I came out to Cincinnati and I stayed in the hotel where I'm working and me being a person of hospitality since 2010 starting from a housekeeper all the way up automatically my eyes are very detailed My first job in hospitality was at the Venetian, like that's number one on the strip. I was trained very well. Maria Batista trained me. Thank you, ma'am. And 
oh my gosh, all of a sudden, my eyes were picking out any and everything. I'm already in work mode and I hadn't even been hired. But not more so of that. When I saw the team, the team looked like me. The team had hair like me. And this would be the first team that I was over that was an African-American team. I said, well, this is different. I can see where they need help. Hmm, I see a challenge. Let me try it. Sunflowers, oh my gosh. What a dynamic team I met. I met a team of passionate mothers. I met a team of ambitious fathers. I met a team of CEOs. I met a team of, of, of go-getters, influencers, singers, and, and rappers, and artists, and people that longed for life and longed for a piece of greatness of life, but may not ever have that chance. Okay, I went back home and I began to pray. I was talking to my now partner and uh, I was telling him about everything that was going on. And oh my gosh, he was like, that might be the one for you. I couldn't go off of what he was saying. I was waiting on God. So happened that GM called me back and he was so aggressive with it and I took the job. It wasn't easy. It's not easy. Out of all of the departments that I ran, this is the hardest. This department fought me more than any other department that I've ever been in. But in their fight, I see the willingness. I see the love. I see the ambition. But more so than anything, I see that a lot are in survival mode. I see that a a lot of them are looking for love. I see that a lot of them just want to be a part of. Oh, wow. What a better place for me to be than here after going through what I just went through and still coming out of it. There are people that are just like me, that look like me, that smell like me, that talk like me, that articulate like me and want a chance at life. Someone gave me a chance. That's what got me to my position. So why not give them a chance? So that's where I am now. Uh, Physically wise, I am in another state and it is beautiful. It sits right in the midst, right in the cusp of other states. I am 15 minutes outside of Kentucky, an hour outside of Indiana, eight hours away from Chicago, six hours away from New York. I mean, it is, they call it small New York because it has a New York sense of vibe. They have brownstone homes and, 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 you know, beautiful buildings of old that they have transitioned into these beautiful little studios that rent out for 3,600 a month, but it's beautiful. It's an artsy place. And my hotel is right downtown in the banking district. So it's hustling and bustling. It's a, it's a beautiful vibe. And that's unphysical. Now let's talk about me and my healing. On the healing side, I started to realize that I had a mouthpiece. I'm able to talk now. I'm able to say what I like and what I don't like. And the only way I was able to do that is if I healed in Florida. 
if I went through all the ups and downs, all the changes, all the mishaps, all the miscommunications and everything else to learn that I had a voice. I know how to stick up for myself now, sunflowers. I know how to set boundaries now, sunflowers. I know if something is not working for me, maybe it's not for me and that's okay. It is okay to let go. There's no hurt, harm, or danger to it and there's no ill will to it. I learned that it's okay to love somebody and have somebody love you back with boundaries. Can you believe that? Do you believe that there is love with boundaries and that's okay? That keeps you as an individual while you are bridging together to be as one. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes when we bridge as one, we lose who we are. And that's where we become stagnant and complacent. So I learned that I can be a part of you, a part with you, but I still have my own sound mind and I still can make my own decisions. And my decisions will be for the best of us, not solely for the best of me. Oh, what an amazing time in life it is right now to be able to feel again. I started to sing again. Not saying that I can't sing sunflowers. Please believe me. Now, now wait a minute. I'm no Whitney Houston. Uh, not even a Kelly Clarkson, I don't think. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> but I can hear the birds chirp and I can hear the song in their chirps. I can feel the sunshine again. I mean, the energy of life has come back to me and I am so appreciative of it. I am so aggressively yearning and, and, and willing to be ambitious in every aspect of my life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know what it feels like now to be separated from bondage, separated from hurt. I also realized that I could do better. I can do better. And I will do better. I realized that I am worth more than someone's opinion. I am worth more than my past. And guess what? I'm worth going towards my future just as you are. So Sunflowers, I just wanted to touch in and break bread with you for a minute to let you know I'm still here and I apologize for it taking so long. But I had to plant my feet on solid ground and let these roots grow a little bit and be able to feel again, be able to love again. And the the craziest thing about it, (laughs) Sunflowers, is I am in love with me. Do you hear me? I love me. I love everything about me. I love even the smallest things that I'm still healing from. I love that too, because there is a lesson in it. I love my goofiness. I love that I love anime. I love that I play video games. I love that I love art. I love that I love to dance, off rhythm, on rhythm. I love that I encourage people. I love that there is someone out there for me and someone out there for you. I love that someone watches you walk by them and it puts a smile on their face because they just love the pep in your step. 
I love that you brighten up someone's day every day and you don't even know it. I love that you have haters and they don't even know why they hate you. And the reason why they hate you is because they want to be something like you, but they just don't know how to tell you. And I love that you have healed enough to understand that that's okay. Teach them. Lead by example. I love everything about life and life loves everything about me. So I encourage you, sunflowers, to be ambitious in love and life. Be ambitious in your healing. Be aggressive with your healing. And be aggressive about your boundaries. Until next time, I hope this finds you well. I hope you come and visit me again. I hope you love this that I've bestowed upon you. (laughs) Because life is amazing and life is beautiful and it's worth living every single moment until we meet again sunflowers